Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I am one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I have my co-host, James. Hello! This is a new name for the channel, new name for, I guess, a project of sorts. We are going to talk about the first volume of the Kaguya-sama Love is War manga today, and the intention is to continue talking about these uh, volumes in this specific manga series. But but who knows, we, we might talk about other manga as well in the future. Uh, but yes, that's basically what Umami Manga is going to be. We already have Titan Tea Time running on this channel. It's going to continue running like normal, our Attack on Titan manga podcast. Uh, so that one already exists. But yeah, it's just James and me as, as normal, talking about weeb stuff. <laughs> the best kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. I, I No, so Umami Manga basically is just uh, our, our new name for the channel in case we ever want to branch out to other types of manga besides Hag on Titan and Love is War. But um, for the time being, it's just these two. And we'll, we'll keep Titan Tea Time. Titan Tea Time will be um, our, our main podcast uh, for the time being. But, um, you know, looking towards the future, if there is manga we want to talk about more, uh, we thought changing the name to, to reflect that would be in our best interest. So... Hence the name yeah. Umami Manga. Indeed. And uh, and yes, we are talking about the first volume of Kaguya-sama Love is War. Brief history for for the two of us as to what we what we know of this series, how much we have consumed it, and stuff like that. Uh, I guess I'll start real quick. I discovered it when it aired, uh, the, the anime adaptation of it aired uh, in early 2019, and I immediately fell in love with it. Usually, if I, if I watch an anime that I really like, usually I'm not going to be like, ooh, I really have to read the, the manga of this. But with this one, that was the case. I, I immediately was like, yeah, okay, I have to read, start reading the manga. So I started buying the volumes, and I caught up with the manga during the time when the first season was airing. At least I caught up with the physical releases. And then, you know, I've, I've kept reading it, and I, I loved the second season of the anime that came out this, uh, earlier this year. And, and this, or last month, in November, I actually came to terms with the fact that this manga series has usurped Attack on Titan as my new favorite manga of all time. And <gasps> that's saying a lot because <laughs> I don't think, James, you didn't even know this. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, yeah, it's it's a big thing. Attack on Titan was my favorite manga, like favorite story out of all mediums for like three or four years. Wow. But no more. Honestly, it's shocking because I, I love Attack on Titan. And I do, and I love rom coms, mm. but I I would never expect a a rom com to overtake <laughs> Attack on Titan at least at least in your books or in in most people's books. I mean, it depends yeah. on people's taste, I I suppose. But no, I just I I'm really I'm really shocked and excited to see where the where the series goes that it can overtake a, Attack on Titan in your book. For me, yeah. <laughs> I have only ever seen the first season of the anime, which c- covers a, a three three volumes. Uh, five volumes, I oh, think. Fi- oh, Although five it's, okay. it skips it skips some parts, but basically five the first five volumes, I think. Well, there you go. Uh, so I guess uh, for five volumes, I I know the basic, uh, just of what happens, but everything after that, I'm, I'm clueless. I haven't seen season two. I don't know. I, I love season one, and I was so hungry for more. But I just, I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna re- read the manga. I'm gonna watch the anime. But then it, 
the anime appeared on a streaming service I didn't own, so I just, I was like, okay, uh. <laughs> I, I'm not paying money just to see season two. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so that's <laughs> where I'm at. But uh, I'm glad I have this opportunity to now follow the series through the manga. Um, yes, and I'm I'm kind of glad you didn't watch season two of the anime and that you haven't started reading the manga until until just now because that way, this like you you'll be reading reading these volumes as we make this podcast series. Uh, because if it wasn't clear, we our intention is to talk about a volume per episode, and and the rough schedule that we'll have just quick on that is we're gonna try to put out three discussions about the series a month, maybe not. A full three this month in December, uh, because you know there's a lot going on with holidays and stuff like that. Everyone's busy these this time of year, but the plan, at least going from January, is that we'll, we'll we're we're gonna try to get get three videos or episodes out of this series. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to catch up relatively quickly uh, that mm. way. And and I also real quick, I read up to volume sixteen of the manga. Before I before we decided to make this podcast, but I have decided to stop reading it temporarily until we get there in the in in, in this podcast series. Because so that way, uh, once we get to volume sixteen, James and I will be on the same on the same exact note, and we won't be spoiled at all. And obviously, if it wasn't clear, I won't I won't bring up any spoilers for anything beyond the first volume in this discussion today. Good. Otherwise, I'd, I'd strangle you, strangle you over Discord. <laughs> yeah, and and you would you would uh, deserve to because, yeah, I mean I I hate spoilers. That's like that's something I feel very strongly about. <laughs> I I would never spoil anyone on any, on anything. So yes, getting into this uh, to the discussion about this first volume, I feel like we've had a little bit of a long intro, but I think that's okay for the first episode. Yeah, I've decided to split it instead of going chapter chapter by chapter because I, I don't think necessarily there's a whole lot to say necessarily about every part of every chapter uh, instead we're going to divide this discussion into three major parts the first part being the I think the longest uh, where we're just going to talk about each of the characters one by one um, what we learn about these characters in this first volume kind of what they're how they progress throughout the volume uh, hmm. and what we what we learned there Second part is going to be, we're going to talk about the comedy. What made us laugh? What were the funniest moments? And lastly, we're going to talk about the romance. Because that, I guess, you know, that's the other half of the rom-com genre. Yeah, that's basically it. So let's start with the characters. Uh, I guess Kaguya-sama is, uh, or Kaguya Shinomiya is as good as any to start with. Indeed. Kaguya Shinomiya, a wealthy, comes from a wealthy family, high-class background. She is a genius in a lot of areas. Like just she seems to just be just be kind of like a natural genius uh, when it comes to a lot of things, and she can be kind of sly, like kind of, you know, she 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 plans ahead, like make yeah. kind of like little schemes that might might be a little questionable sometimes. But, <laughs> uh, she she has that side too, for sure. When I was first reading this, I even so more so than the anime, I felt like I. I saw I, I the the vibe or the characteristics she gave was somewhat of a prick or a condescending jerk, if you will. Um, yeah. there, there's a word that I could say, but you know I I don't I don't like to use that word, so I, I, won't, oh. I won't say it. <laughs> I but uh, that that's I, I think that's an accurate way to describe how she's portrayed at the beginning. 
uh, at least in, in, the, in yes. the first few pages. Uh, mm-hmm. But as the chapters go on, you see more of her, I, lack of a better word, sweeter side. I, I know, Absolutely. like, you know, it, it's a it's a kind of progression. And what I like about the way uh, Akasaka is that is that the author's name? Yes, Aka Akasaka. It's a funny name. I know. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that a pen name? Anyway, is that, uh, it, it might be. It might be. <laughs> uh, but the way Akasaka kind of slowly opens up. Kaguya as she goes or as as the chapters progress it's it's it, it, it's as if we're starting or we're getting to know her more little by little like like mm. we're we're Miyuki as she open kind of opens up to him even though that's it's kind of a, a weird way to open up but you know we're we're, <laughs> see, we're seeing more of her true personality versus the uh, I guess facade that she puts on but it's not really it's not really a facade I think she does in some cases, yeah. she is very proper and, and you know, high class, high society. Absolutely. I mean, she, she definitely has a tendency to look down on people, you know, because yeah. of, you know, she feels she, she feels a sense of superiority because of her background. Right. And I think with that, she, she definitely has a tendency to look down on people, which, you know, not super cool, but, but it's yeah. understandable based on her history, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I I was thinking the same thing. Like, basically, mm-hmm. it's how she was raised. And you mentioned the the part where she's kind of scheming. I I agree. It kind of ties into the fact that she has this curiosity. Yeah. That despite her intelligence, it kind of gets her not into trouble. Maybe trouble's the wrong word, but in, into precarious situations. You know, the chapter where there's a cat in the engine. Um, oh yeah. And, and oh, she's able God. to walk. She's able to walk by herself for the first time outside. You know. That yeah. I mean, she's curious about that, but it's kind of like her breaking out, her freedom, if you will, and and the various other ones. The the chapter where she wants to eat Miyuki's uh, bento, and you know she's she's very curious <laughs> of what that tastes like, and she. Uh, yeah. So I I feel a lot of this is because of her curiosity and not, or curiosity because of her sheltered life. She doesn't know some some of the things of of, of the world, if you will. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Uh, I think the chapter when when she and Miyuki go to the movie theater, I think it becomes really clear in that chapter specifically that she is so out of touch with with the world. Yeah, you know, she true. she has Very no true. idea how to like get movie tickets or how to use the movie ticket and like how to get a seat in the movie theater, like. All of those very basic things, like it's her first time doing them, so uh, understandably she struggles with it. But it really shows how out of out of touch with the world she is, and I think that's actually one thing. I think that that's one of the examples where you you can sort of see a little bit of the similarity between Kaguya Shinomiya and her namesake, Princess Kaguya, from the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter. Ah. Uh, uh, and for for those who don't know, the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter is a an old Japanese like folktale, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, yeah, uh, Kaguya Sama Love's War is like loosely based on it. Definitely, you know, it's definitely its own thing. But there are like, a f- like sometimes you can draw some parallels between the two. Interesting. I did. I didn't. I just thought, you know, it was just a name. I mean, I I knew Kaguya was obviously the name from that that folklore, right. folktale, whatever. But I didn't realize there were some similarities between that story and this. But it's very, very, very like kind of discreet. Um, and obviously, Akasaka takes a lot of freedom. He he definitely has made it into his own story. 
Uh, but there, there's actually some other names that also, because uh, I think I think Miyuki is also like that name is also from the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter. I think there's oh. a like a grand counselor called like Miyuki uh, Otomo no Miyuki or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of the uh, one of one of Princess Kaguya's uh, unwanted suitors. Uh, obviously, he's not unwanted in in Kaguya-sama Love's War, but. <laughs> But yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I'll definitely be looking for that more as as we go, as 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 I read through the volumes. Um, I didn't, oh yeah. I didn't think it'd be that, you know, big of a thing. But I I don't think it is big really. But it's it's a small small thing, uh, and I think Fujiwara is also a name from from that. I think, but I, I also could be wrong. I'm not. I'm no expert on that old tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. What I love about Kaguya is that she really has this really ugly side to her, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. how she can, you know, she, manip- she she will manipulate situations and even people to, mm. you know, to her advantage. And, and she will use her, her servants also to help make that easier. Like, she's got uh, Hayasaka, her closest, yeah. like, person, personal assistant, kind of. Uh, and, like, she will do anything for, for Kaguya, pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, she has this, like, bad side to her which I think just makes her really interesting. And she feels real because of it. Because she's not purely that, obviously. You mm-hmm. mentioned the chapter where she walks to school. That's my favorite chapter in this whole volume. I think in that chapter, we get to really understand how lonely she feels because of you know how her family has been treating her throughout her life and how, how her family still treats her. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There is that character depth that you find with Kaguya you know she's just not all sweet she's not all cunning and and conniving I yeah. lack, of better, <laughs> lack of a better word um mm. but she there's a balance there and I don't know I, I, pre, I appreciate it it, make, it makes her character more interesting rather than just being a a girl who's head over heels for this council president right yeah not to, not to say she's head over heels for him right now I, I think the right <laughs> in basically from I guess I'm kind of taking my knowledge of the anime a little bit, but also just just from volume one, I I don't feel like she is totally like in love with him. Just that you know she kind she's kind of like in the beginning phases of like at least by the end of, of the final chapter in this volume, I I feel like right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, I feel like th- there's several like situations in this manga where, or in, in this first volume, sorry, where I, it feels like it's it gets really close to some kind of confession mm-hmm. uh, between the two, but it ultimately doesn't get quite get there. It's like a little bit of a tease, more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I don't know in, in those c- scenes specifically. I feel like there's definitely a chemistry between them. I mean, there is. Uh, I think I think it's stated early on. I think in the very very beginning of the of the of the volume that they started having these slight feelings, and then six months passed and nothing happened. <laughs> like they, n- neither of them did anything for the first six months of being, I guess, interested in each other. Right. So by the time when we get to like really into the manga, they've they've actually I guess been crushing on each other for half a year <laughs> but yeah it's it's interesting and i think honestly that that's kind of relatable that that fact sure or at least to me it is because i'm really bad at like 
confessing shit. Um, yeah. Or I ha- I have been throughout my life, uh, so I can definitely relate to both of them uh, when it comes to that. I feel I yeah I feel similar similarly. Mm. One last thing I'll say about Kaguya. My my favorite chapter from this volume, for for her like she, like yeah. she was the MVP for me was Battle Five where it called Kaguya wants it, um, which sounds a little dirty when you when you just <laughs> read it out of context, but. Yep. I <laughs> I love that chapter so much though. Uh, oh yeah, when she wants to eat the the octopus uh, wiener sausage yeah. sausage yeah yeah so, yes <laughs> very very good very good chapter. It's yeah yeah, and that that's also another one of those chapters where you kind of really see like how like because what she does because she's already like a black sheep in a way based on her her background Mm -hmm. but in that in that chapter i feel like we we really like we see how she distances herself from the others even more so like uh, this is like something she does i mean surely it's 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 because of the way she's been raised but it's like yeah she, she distances herself from the others by you know by not involving herself in the activities you know in yeah, cause she she could have easily just been like Chica and said, "Oh, well, can I have a taste?" You know, uh, but she doesn't because of her stupid pride, and she insults Chica in her mind. Oh my right? gosh! Like, cause like, <laughs> and that's another thing. Oh, the way she like, she holds grudges in a like such a an awful way. Mm-hmm. Over those things, like especially for Chica in this chat or in this volume, she says that Chica just has no pride. When in reality, I think it's it's Kaguya who's being too prideful. And it's, yeah, it's kind of sad to see it, but it's also... I mean, obviously, Akasaka plays, plays it in a like kind of funny light. Uh, but it's also... I, I think it's also kind of, kind of emotional at the same time. Yeah, I this chapter just, for me, was just so funny. That's, that's why I, <laughs> I loved it so much. But you also do see how shelter, sheltered she is in that... She had these top grade cooks cooking for her all the time, and so she never experienced, <laughs> yeah. you know, the common man's bento, if you will. Yeah. And so for her, that her curiosity curiosity comes out there, where she sees his his lunch, and he's like, "Oh, I want to try that," and not just because it's food that she's never really seen before, but I think it's also whether she wants to admit it or not, it's because it's Miyuki's lunch. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and they, I mean, they don't say that, but I. I think that's that's the the joke is she sees that couple in in the the uh, you know outside you know, feeding each other and she's oh that's why would you do that that's no that's indecent <laughs> and yeah. and then she automatically falls into that situation um, yeah. bas- basically saying that with love you know it it it's not it's not indecent it's not you know yeah anyway it it makes sense but I I, I just love that totally. chapter for. A lot of the yes. com- comedic, comedic uh, purposes. Oh, for sure. So I guess moving on a little bit. One thing that was interesting to learn about Kaguya in this volume was that we learned that apparently she was even colder when she and Miyuki first met about oh, a year before. Yeah. About a year before the main chunk of this volume takes place. Because mm-hmm. in the first chapter, when they they're having the battle about the movie tickets mm-hmm. in the fir- the very first chapter, like already in that chapter. Um, which takes place in you know present day. 
it's pretty clear. We see, you know, we get to learn her, her, just her basic character pretty, pretty well from the from the get go. That she is a pretty cold person. Like she doesn't show emotions, or she doesn't show real emotions, and like, uh, you know, at least not most of the time. Well, I yeah, I mean, I think she's trained herself, or she's been trained to not over emote or to get yeah. too invested or passionate about something unless it's you know, important for her high society reasons mm. but as as even as this volume goes down you, you'll see moments where she kind of breaks that character where the almost True. like the real kaguya comes out and you see her you know really happy or you see her really upset where it you know in her at her home that would probably not be acceptable to have that kind of right. break and like if she had like people superior to her around yeah more more so that yeah like if if she expressed those types of things in public or around family members i suppose Mm -hmm. it would just be outrageous uh but it's but it's interesting because at least you know the way i interpret it like she she is painted up as this very cold person right from the get-go in in present day but then we learned that a year before this apparently she was even colder than that Mm -hmm. and that's like oof oof boy uh but then it's also implied that she has um warmed up over the time that she's known Miyuki. And I think that's that's important. You know, love can change people. Oh yes. <laughs> for the better and for the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think this is good. <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I think that's that, I think that's beautiful. I guess I'll just last thing I'll say, I think I I may have already said that, but last thing I'll say it, uh-huh. about her is I, I really do love the you're, you're getting it into what the chapter is setting up like the story and then all of a sudden it's like okay good my tickets that i planted are working or, or something like oh you, yeah you, you find out that she was the one that that caused <laughs> or it, it was all her plan to be, begin with and and yeah. i'll be honest uh miyuki has a couple moments like that especially the the one where he's sleeping uh, pretending to sleep. Oh yeah, that's right. He has like a couple of those moments, at least in this volume. But Kaguya <laughs> has many more. And oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, and there's a difference too. Like Kaguya plans things out like days in advance. True. For, like this little True. this little yeah uh, scheme. And Miyuki probably just thought of it kind of when he was sitting there in the chair. Like yeah. okay, I'm gonna pretend to sleep now and like to hope maybe she will. Mm-hmm. confess to me mm-hmm. um so like and but yeah they're similar but still like kind of on different levels <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's so funny though yeah. like when you realize miyuki was actually not sleeping <laughs> and like he and and the fact that he he faked having like the rapid eye movement sleep <laughs> yeah. he faked that <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's, that's amazing <laughs> actually i i said before that that, I, I thought that's something that Miyuki must have, like, or probably just thought of in the moment to just do that thing, to pretend to sleep. But thinking now about, like, the rapid eye movement thing, I imagine that maybe that could have, that's something he, like, needed to practice to do, like, realistically, accurately, possibly. And then <laughs> in that, if, if that's the case, then he would have also been planning that out for some time. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> It's, it's obviously it's it doesn't really matter it's and we can't really get an answer to it but <laughs> I, I just thought of it anything more about kage or do we want to move on to the man i think, I think i'm ready to move on miyuki shirogane 
As I said, also another name from the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter, although obviously not as prominent of a character as, as Princess Kaguya. So let's see, what do we learn about Miyuki? I mean, I know he's hardworking and a, and a you know, brilliant studier, and I appreciate all that. I really do. But he's just a dork over his head, man. Like, he, he has this facade that he ha- he's all put together, but he, he doesn't understand, any- or he doesn't, he hasn't figured out anything, really. Like, he's, he's, he's struggling just like any high schooler or any person, but he has to put up this facade that he's all well put together and knows what he's doing with his life. Exactly. That's, that's kind of what I was sort of getting at with the, like, the REM sleep thing. I feel like he is the type of person who, like, nothing comes naturally to him. He needs to practice everything, like, outrageous amounts uh, in order to get good at it, but, which he does, and that's why he gets the best grades in the school, or in his grade at least, mm-hmm. but nothing comes naturally to him. Unlike, unlike Kaguya, who's, like, a natural genius in, like, most areas, pretty much. Right. And that's that's what's so amazing about him. He's, like, he is a work addict, and that's not good for him, but he works enough to make up for the fact that he's not a natural at anything. Which, it's not an uncommon trope. I think you do see that, especially in a lot of rom-coms lately. You'll see the the main the main character who has the harem or whatever. It will be this guy who's incredibly hardworking and does so hard to uh, at his studies, but he's really not that smart. He or I mean, I think Miyuki's smart, but it's more his intelligent comes from studying incredibly hard. And that's, I, I, I've seen that in, in quite a few rom-coms. Not all of them, but uh, quite a few. So it, that that mm. part is not necessarily unique. But I think what makes Miyuki different is the, the way he breaks down and the way he tries to fool other people into thinking that he <laughs> he, he knows everything or that he... Is, yeah. Not not as everything is the wrong word, but he, that he is a nat- natural born genius. Right. I, I like you. You remind me when you talk about that. It makes me think of when he more or less is forced to give love advice. To oh my this, gosh! This guy who comes to the student oh, council. <laughs> that. Th- so that is my, <laughs> like, that is my favorite chapter for him. That yeah, the, I probably agree. <laughs> ba- Battle six. Miyuki Shirogane wants to hide his ignorance. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that so much, and oh my heart. I know we already talked about I know we already talked about Kaguya, but uh, her commentary there, the, the straight man commentary from her, was yes. so on point. <laughs> I loved it so much, and she had a really cute moment in that chapter. But I think for me, Shirogane was or Miyuki, Miyuki's still the star of that chapter for me. Absolutely. Oh yes, absolutely. It's his chapter. Miyuki's also like incredibly like insecure. You know, mm-hmm. whenever we, yeah. whenever there's a battle between Kaguya and Miyuki and, you know, we get to see their, their, their thoughts as well as their words, it's so obvious that he, he is so insecure about what to do and how to deal with it and like how to, how to beat Kaguya at this war of love. That's another interesting part of his, of his character. And, and, you know, we learned that, well, obviously he's, he's the president of the student council. So he spends a lot of time like, you know, being an administrator for the school in a way and he works a part-time job we also learn which he you know he gives this all to that mm-hmm. 
And on top of that, he spends 10 hours a day studying. Dedication. That doesn't leave much time or any time for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> As we can tell by the, the dark circles under his eyes, which when I was watching the anime, I don't think I really noticed it that much. Maybe, ah. maybe it was there. It probably was. But when I was reading the manga, the it, first it thing... It is there a bit, yeah. The first thing I noticed is like, man, he's got some big, he's got some dark circled bags <laughs> under his eyes. I, 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 I don't know if it's more prominent in the manga or I just... Or I just kind of went over my head when I watched it to watch the anime, but still, it's it's like wow, the guy needs some sleep. <laughs> he does, yeah. And it, it's funny, I think, because there's like in, throughout the volume, there's little character biographies, mm -hmm. and I think in the one for Shirogane, we learned that, or well, even the narrator isn't perfectly clear on it here, but I think I think it says something about. Well, okay, here I go assuming it's the narrator doing these character biographies. It absolutely <laughs> might not be. I don't know why. Anyway, anyway. Uh, it says that it's possibly either due to lack of sleep or nearsightedness. Or a combination of the two or something like that. Nearsightedness? Like, meaning... Wait. Like, you you need glasses to... Right. To, like, to read. So... I think reading glasses. Oh, no, 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 the other way around. No, like, other you way need, around. Like, re you need, like, regular glasses, <laughs> like, to see from a distance, like, anything not in a book. So I have, I'm nearsighted. I, I can, I can see just fine when my hand is, like, close to my face, but, you know, I put it, mm. put it away from me. I'm like, what is that? Is that a chicken? I can't tell. Right, right, right. But why would that give you dark circles? Uh, no, I think it's because, like, he, he's, like, straining his eyes so oh, much. Oh, oh, I see. I you see know? what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think it's... Why does he get contacts? <laughs> I don't know. Come maybe on. He, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he thinks. Maybe maybe he can't afford them. Uh, maybe or no, he would because he works a part time job. I think he he would be able to afford it. But I don't know. I <laughs> I, I don't think how much he do they is, pay in that part time job. I don't think he is uh, nearsighted. I think it's. I think at least my head canon is that it's it's purely because of the lack of sleep. Mm. Because there's no evidence of him like not being able to see clearly. There's no evidence of that. Actually, I didn't take as much notes about Miyuki, but... Oh, yeah, there's one other thing I did take notes about him, though. He longs for approval. Mm, yeah. Like, a lot. And if, mm. if, if someone thinks that he's, like, not smart, or they use a word to describe him such as stupid, he will do anything he can to, like, prove him wrong about that, which I think... He's very insecure. He's Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so insecure, which is, you know, it's kind of sad, but, you know, obviously it makes for some funny scenes, but... And I think that's something this manga does so well. Like, there's a lot of, like, real emotions, like, real problems. And a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's comedic, which, I mean, maybe some people would say, oh, you shouldn't make a joke out of stuff like this, but... No, I, I think Akasaka does it in a way that he manages to keep both the comedic side of it and the emotional side of it. I think he does it well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, at least, well, I mean, just from the first volume I've read, I feel like it's... <laughs> I mean, I, I will admit that this mo the first volume leads, leans heavily on the comedy and, and, and the, rom you know, the cute romance moments as well. So it's... There's not as much like emotional impact that I I I'd say yet, but I. But like I said, I I've seen I've seen the anime, so I know there does get, or at least the first season, it does get a little bit more emotionally impactful. But, uh. Uh, what I will say 
that goes along with what you're saying about Miyuki is that he's oddly relatable, very relatable. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like sometimes I don't always like saying, "Oh, I really relate to this this manga character," because a lot of the <laughs> well, times that scene is kind of narcissistic or. Ah, no, um, I, think, I think it's perfectly fine to you know. It, at, it, at least it, for me, I hmm. feel I I feel that way when I say that. Hmm. But I'm not saying that I'm I'm a I'm a hard study. I only get two hours of sleep each night. Like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But the way he handles situations and how he doesn't, like he pretends like he under he understands everything, but he really doesn't. Oh. <laughs> and his insecurities, that that sort of thing, especially you know. For a high schooler or even a college student, mm. I, I feel like that's pretty relatable to a, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, especially at that age, he's sixteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's definitely like that. That's a time of your life when you know most people they they're just trying to f- figure out who they are and like right. what they're supposed to do in life. So yeah, I yeah. think it's 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 an accurate portrayal of a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, like speaking about like how he, like his dedication in like not appearing as like to be nothing but smart is like, you know, the chapter when, when they're doing like the brain teasers in that magazine mm-hmm. and <laughs> and he's, he can't like crack any of them. So he's, he, he studies brain teasers like every waking moment for a whole week only to like be able to like answer those riddles. Ah. Uh. So dumb, but so funny. Yeah. So that that really goes to show how far he will go. To hide, to, yeah, to hide his insecurities, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything more about Miyuki? I think for the first volume, I, I think Miyuki is so far a, a good, you know, guy character. Um, <laughs> I I I don't know. Obviously, Kaguya and Miyuki are the main characters here yeah but you know a lot of these rom-coms it's usually the guy who's the main the main main character but i i don't right. i don't feel that way with this one i feel they both share the limelight this the spotlight um and we get both of their perspectives um at, at any given time mm. and I, I i like that i not to say that i i don't like seeing the male perspective at all times either i mean i do um mm. You know, I have my waifus and whatnot, but it's nice to have a, a male character who's not necessarily the, the, or the spotlight's not always on him. Right. He's not the, he's not the sole main protagonist. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that. And like yeah. I said before, for, for a main protagonist, he is relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also really like that. Kaguya and Miyuki, they really are equal protagonists of this mm-hmm. of this story. And that's not going to change, you know. Uh, it, it really is their story, at least as far as I know. So moving on to Chika Fujiwara. <laughs> I think she's a fan favorite for, for a lot of De- people. Definitely a fan favorite. <laughs> she's like the mascot, I, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. She is introduced like early on as this clueless, absent-minded girl. And I think she's one of the most... She's one of the more imp- like uh, unpredictable characters, like in bo- both in <laughs> good true. and and bad ways. Uh, because I feel like 
there's definitely there's definitely like situations where she her presence completely just messes up Kaguya's and Miyuki's you know whatever progress they have going schemes yeah or the or their schemes you know whatever they're doing mm-hmm. uh but there's also uh, they'll, scenes they'll use they'll use her too like they, oh, yeah. try to <laughs> yeah yeah at they, least Kaguya does <laughs> yeah oh my god but but Chika obviously she can also you know actually help them along like you know the yeah. the end of the Kaguya wants to eat it or whatever it was called yeah uh, when she you know she she treats Kaguya to one of Miyuki's uh octopus sausages which is super mm-hmm. super sweet. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I love the like unpredictability of of her character. <laughs> right. I, you know, she's cute. She's adorable. I, you know, she she's very. What's, trying? I had a word but it didn't escape my head. I don't know. Just, Ooh. just, very sweet. And when I watched the anime, I, I I struggled to if, to say if she was my favorite character or not. Ah. Um. Because I, I really did like Kaguya too. Yeah. I can yeah. and I see why, especially if just if you're just watching the anime, you you, you fall in love with her because of how adorable she is and her dance ending. You know that was a mm. meme for. Still that, is a oh meme. my god! I love the effort they put into that ending of right? episode three. Yeah, it's so oh, good. And it's amazing. You, we've we've had like you know, uh, famous Japanese idols dance to that. We've had the voice actress da- yeah. dance to that song. It's. <laughs> You know her dance was very, very popular. Oh yes. Um, but just reading volume one, you know she wasn't, she didn't play as much of a a part in the volume as you know she did in the, in the anime. So uh, obviously there's more to be covered. Right. That or more to be more to read that the anime covered, but just in this volume one, she's more of a, kind of a. A side character who we get to see her reactions to Kaguya and Miyuki's mm. schemes or their their plans or their battles and right. see her facial reactions which are great uh, and stuff <laughs> like that. We we don't see too much more of her personality beyond the bubbly, but bubbly was the word I was looking for. Beyond oh, yeah. her kind of bubbly um, self. Mm-hmm. She's and that's since she's more of an instigator than a character with any sort of development, uh, uh, at least definitely right at now. this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think my I think my the key thing I wanted to say was yeah she's more of an instigator at this point, and that Miyuki and and Kaguya use is kind of their tool. But uh, but like you said, she's unpredictable. You don't know yeah. what what she'll do. Like when Miyuki was sleeping, like she just barges in and is like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna write in this guy's head. She's very <laughs> yeah. she's surprisingly mischievous. Um, oh yes oh yes i love that side of her that was that's what i wanted to say is that she has a mischievous behavior even though she's also pretty sheltered um like kaguya in a sense like kaguya is is sheltered to in in a sort of high society class but as it says in this manga chika is her family doesn't let her see movies or play video games or things like that yeah Uh, well i think certain kind of movies she may be able to watch other things but so right. she, it says that she is strangely focused on odd hobbies and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that explains her mischievousness, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of like 
escapism i think for her yeah uh, to like yeah. escape reality into like her hobbies which includes you know various things she can do at school yeah like the brain teasers in this volume for example mm-hmm. you know she and and card games although she wasn't playing the card game in this volume but but you know she she finds fun where she can and yeah An- another thing or one thing i love about chica is like she's the kind of person who always says what she thinks and and you know yeah. she allows her feelings to determine her actions like she she doesn't try to be anything other than what she is and i love that i love that about her especially it's it's especially a fun contrast in this in this story because of the way both Kaguya and Miyuki they both kind of you know they put up they 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 put up facades they 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 act as something they're not quite but Chika is just so real Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, she says any, anything that comes to mind, she she will say it, and she will do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. M- my favorite chapter from her mm. that kind of highlights that is is again Battle Five, where Kaguya wants the food. Yes, and I her her just right as Kaguya is like, wow, I really want that. She just comes, in, hey, can I have a bite? He's mm-hmm. oh sure, yeah. And her re- her reactions to the food and kind of ob- obliviousness to what Kaguya uh, is thinking, yeah. and but then at the end, like you like you mentioned earlier, she she does give Kaguya a bite of of the bento, and mm. and uh, so you, you see how how good of a friend she really is, uh, at least in in this volume. That was my favorite chapter from her. Right. Yeah. That was that was a really good chapter for her for sure. Another thing about her, I think she she's the kind of person to like to understand people well you know she she can read hmm. read a room because uh, at least in this volume there is one there's one situation where she she's able to sense that Miyuki has like an intense aura when he's aggravated by something Kaguya saying True. I can't remember which yeah. cha- chapter it was but there's I think it was the brain teaser one that yeah it might might be because yeah because Miyuki like is feeling very, really aggravated by that and it's clear that Chica picks up on that. She's able to, to to sense that. That's 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 a fair point, but she's also pretty oblivious when it comes to their mind games. At least in this volume, maybe, maybe later on she no, that, that's catches a good point, on a little more. But I, I think she does have that blissfully unaware of what's really going on <laughs> kind of attitude. Yeah, and that's, that's right. <laughs> I think it, I think that's I think that's fine. But I, I do agree that. It, she is able to sense people's feelings, like if someone is upset or if someone is aggravated or something like that. I do think she can kind of, kind of sense that. Mm. But then again, like the the <laughs> battle where they're trying to decide where to go for summer. Oh yes. She she was she was just kind of in the middle of the conversation. It wasn't really wasn't really giving too much thought on to why they were going back and forth like this. And then and then she was just kind of the punchline at the end. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think yeah. that was kind of more of a, a show of her obliviousness to, you know, their their little battle they were waging, um, but yeah. it was still really funny. Oh yeah, I I feel like maybe this plays into her like unpredictability, like the fact that sometimes yeah. she definitely is very oblivious, as, as you said, but other times she can be super like observant and really be able to understand things that aren't clear necessarily um that's a good point but speaking of of that chapter where they go or where they discuss like where to go on summer vacation 
like in the beginning of that chapter, she's the one who like initiates it, like and like you know she she's the one who suggests that they should go some somewhere um, for summer, mm-hmm. I, if I recall. And she mm-hmm. says she says the most profound thing there. She says, "If you just sit around, we'll graduate without having done anything," which obviously yeah. <laughs> hits home. Obviously hits home for both Miyuki and Kaguya. <laughs> but yeah. it's like I feel like whether it's intentional or not, I feel like Chika is kind of the philosopher of the group in a way. Obviously, you know, it's probably not intentional a lot of the time. But she she can say some very like she she has some words of wisdom sometimes that just slip out. And I really, I really enjoy that. I, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and it goes to show that you can't, you don't really know what to expect from her. I, there's, I, I'm, I won't say it just because in, in good faith of our series, but oh. there's a moment in the, in the anime where I was just so surprised that she did that. I, I was, I was like, I'm shocked right now. Oh yeah. This is not the Chika. What? Yes. What? And. Unpredictable. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, unpredictable. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get that into the manga. I can't wait to see it. Yes. But a- anywho, I yes, I, I agree <laughs> that she can have those moments where she seems to be the the only one who's who has things figured out, kind of like, yeah. or she doesn't let it bother her, but she'll just randomly say something that's insightful, or you know, something that. Kaguya and um, Yuki need to hear, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. And it's things, you know, it's stuff that anyone like would benefit from knowing, regardless, you know, to you know, get, like, just don't don't just sit around, like, do whatever you want to do, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can probably need, I, I probably needed that myself, <laughs> maybe, you know, like sometimes. <laughs> it's yeah, it's good stuff. I one one thing, one more thing I'll say about Chica is. At least in volume one, mm. she behaves. I know she was an instigator. I said that, but one of the things I feel like is she behaves more as a punchline or a a, a mm. joke character rather than you know someone who's adding something to the narrative. And not to say like she's a Sasha. She's not a Sasha. Um, and Sasha even had uh, sorry Sasha from Attack on Titan. I should probably. <laughs> reference that she's not a sasha in you know she was purely made for comedic purposes and then she had like a little bit of an arc right. uh, i mean uh, this ho- this is a comedy so obviously the- these characters are, are there for comedic purposes mm. but I mean, she's not qu- she's not sasha's levels of of you know just just there for comedy but right, right. i i do think at least in this volume she really just there to you know say the punchline or to be the straight man or to have these facial reactions with a little bit of word of wisdom, like you, like you mentioned, right? Um, but I, I, but again, I'm sure as we go on, we'll see more of her and stuff like that. But right now, she's just kind of a just a comedic instigator. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She she starts off pretty simple, w- w- while still having you know a bit of depth to to her, like well, basically the stuff we we, we talked about here, which I think is enough for the first volume, you know, for a character like her, right. Yeah, I agree. So next up, I want to talk just a little bit. Obviously, these three were the main the main characters that I wanted to discuss. But mm-hmm. there's a few more that I just want to okay. just mention briefly. Let's see if we have anything to say about them. Uh, Ai Hayasaka, Kaguya's like, closest assistant. She is not in this volume a lot. Just I think there's only a few pages where she's mm-hmm. kind of in the background, more or less. But yeah, she's like super dedicated to Kaguya 
and evidently or it seems like they've known each other like for most of their lives uh, and they've had this uh, mistress and servant dynamic it's a dynamic that confuses me because well you know what i, I i'll save it for the next volume because there's I, really there's really nothing here yeah there there isn't much for her i just wanted to mention her since she appeared here all you know is she's part of the household who's very close to kaguya yeah exactly and she's dedicated to that work and more than that, really, we don't really know uh, based on the first volume, I don't think. so. But I, I'm excited to talk more about her um, in future volumes. We also, the other characters that we meet in this uh, are Kashiwagi and the guy who becomes her boyfriend, who doesn't have a name. Oh. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. But yeah. They didn't, the, they didn't mention his name. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have an... I, I don't think he ever gets a name, or at least not as really? far as I'm aware. As far as I'm aware, wow. but obviously, well, yeah. Wait, the, how can they be a main character, or not a main character, but like <laughs> a, a character worth bringing up if we never, like, he, interesting. He's just Kashiwagi's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Well, yeah. I guess, I guess technically in the terms of the book, uh, he lost because he confessed his love to her first. I mean, obviously he did yes. it in a very, like, you know, um, <laughs> what's a, a bold manner. But in the yeah. terms of who confessed first, he confessed first. So I guess since he did, <laughs> we don't need to know his name. He's not important. Uh, oh, yes. That's a good point. That's Ka- a really good point. Kashiwagi, Kashiwagi <laughs> is the only one that matters. <laughs> She's the winner because She's she... the victor. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it, hilarious. It's the Kashiwagi couple. No, um, <laughs> yes. Honestly, I really like... She's a she's not a main character. Oh, my gosh. Stupid phone. Sorry. It's... Oh. All right. Put up my flashlight. Anyway, um, she's she's obviously not a main character, or at least a, a level of Chika and, and Hayasaka, right. but Hayasaka or whatever. Uh, yeah, Hayasaka. Yeah. Yeah, but I I really think her design is cute. I don't know. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. She's really well designed. But yeah. She doesn't really have a character in this, um, like, well, she she is a character, but she doesn't get any personality or anything in this first volume. We get to see her boyfriend a bit, obviously, or the guy who becomes her uh-huh. boyfriend, but uh-huh. e- even him, it's not, there's, I don't, there's probably not too much to talk about there, necessarily. No, no, there isn't. I guess the only thing I wanted, I wanted to say about that is, Akasaka's character design is really good for yeah. just a bunch of high schoolers. It, I, <laughs> I mean, it's also the way he draws the eyes... Um, that's just different from some other mangaka, mm. but he, he, you know, he and, and the hairstyles are pretty good too. Definitely. He, yeah, he does a really good job of making the girls really cute. <laughs> oh, I, I, I agree hundred <laughs> percent. So even, even Kashiwagi, who's not a main character. Yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, that's waifu material right there. Totally. I, I, I'm sure there's multiple fans that have her as their waifu. <laughs> Probably fans of her. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So there's two other characters, very extremely minor, extremely minor ones. <laughs> Sorry. I burped. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> extremely minor ones that I want to touch on very, very quickly just because they're there. The first one doesn't get a name in this uh, volume, and she has, like, one line. And it's the girl, one of Kashiwagi's friends, Mm -hmm. who is referred to as future relationship advice client in, like, one of the between chapters pages. Uh, Because 
it's hinted at that she may have had a crush on Kashiwagi's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's just really sad to see him confess his love to, to Kashiwagi. Obviously, that's like all we get in this volume. But right. without spoiling anything, I love her. And <laughs> I can't wait until the future when we can talk more about her. Oh, good. I'm so glad because I remember watching the anime and she would, I believe she would pop up from time to time. Like, mm. what is she just, just this random character that is kind of just <laughs> watching the scenes from the side and we just, she just gives her funny expression and that's it. Is that just her role? But anyway, I, that's, that's all I really know about her. So that's, that's all. <laughs> right. I'll, yeah. Yeah. There, there isn't I'll much say. to go on at this point, but yeah. Uh, I just wanted to just just mention her because I'm a big fan, and eventually I I look forward very much to talk about her in greater detail. Sweet. And finally, the last character worth mentioning is Ishigami, who is not in this volume at all, but he's oh, mentioned yeah. by name. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He is mentioned by name. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ishigami. Uh, okay, they... <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes. Oh, I, I can't wait to talk about more about Ishigami. But in this volume, he's mentioned by Kaguya and Miyuki when they're... Uh, they say that he has... Apparently, he has perfect attendance at the student council because mm. he is a part of the student council, but he he doesn't appear all in the book. And they haven't... They uh, it, Apparently, they also don't see him that much uh, yeah, they, around. But uh, I think Miyuki <laughs> said that he... Uh, their budget or something was something was due soon. And he's like, oh, he's probably getting that done. And I just kind of snickers like... <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters for sure. So I, I, I'm very excited to talk about him. I, I guess he will appear next volume in person, but I guess we'll see. Because I haven't read these volumes in a long time, so I, I don't remember exactly when everything happens. But obviously, since we're talking about him, he's going to appear soon, at the very least. I guess that's the characters. So let's move on to the comedy. The main thing, I think, about the... The first couple volumes and like the first early part of the story uh, is like, you know, the the mind games, the battles between mm. Kage and Miyuki, which are like Akasaka has a way to do those that it just it's just so, so funny. And he makes them exciting. He like he makes them thrilling and like and hilarious at the same time. Uh, the way we were able to see the thoughts of the of, of Kage and Miyuki at the same time as they're having their these battles. There's something about the way Agasaka portrays it that's just hilarious. And, and like, you know, we talked about Miyuki's insecurity earlier. And, like, how he, he constantly goes back, like, in his head, he goes back to this image of Kaguya sitting, like, like over him, kind of, like, going, how cute. Yeah. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and that kills me every time. <laughs> because, I mean, she wouldn't do... Or, she would do that to someone, but she wouldn't do that to him. You know, she she doesn't. Yeah, she I don't know. she respects him enough. I at this point in their mm. you know friendship, that yeah yeah I don't think she would say that to him. You know, especially as we go on through these chapters, like let's take the bento one. Yeah. She she gives those looks, and he automatically takes it as oh my gosh, she's glaring at me. Oh my gosh, she hates me. She's looking down on me. But that's that's not the case. Like she's thinking about something totally different than what he's thinking. She's thinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, of course. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, I guess in that sense, it's there are misunderstandings there. But unlike some rom coms that use misunderstandings, and you're just like, 
frustrated and just shaking your fist at the screen like what are you doing like just talk it out or something like that he's created a situation <laughs> where even even like misunderstandings are like you almost don't want them, don't want them to talk it out because if they do then that ruins the whole conflict or that ruins the whole point of this where the first one to confess is the one who loses you know right so it makes sense for them not to talk it out in that way you you know what you know what i'm getting at i mean yeah yeah for sure because yeah if they if kaguya and miyuki were not as proud as they are Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be a story right but they're both stupidly proud to a point where like to a fault to a fault right and i look at some rom-coms where you know one of the main love interests sees him with some other girl and she gets super jealous, but really he was just helping her cross the street or I don't know, something stupid like that. (laughs) And it just becomes a whole thing that if they would just talk it out, it'd be okay. But you don't, you don't necessarily have those kind of misunderstandings in, in this volume at the very least. Uh And it's it's almost refreshing these situations because I mean, I won't say it's 100% unique, but there's there's some sort of fresh uniqueness to it that I I really enjoy. I don't mm. I don't know if I'm making myself clear or not, but no no but I I I understand and like something something that I enjoy about the series in general is how I mean obviously you know the genre is nothing special the and and definitely sure yeah it has some you know some tropes that definitely existed before yeah uh like absolutely but. Akasaka has a way of making it feel like everything makes sense within this. Like, there's a reason behind everything. And, like, a character isn't a certain way just because the author wanted to have a character like that. They they are a certain way. They, they, they are like that because of a reason. Because of their background. Like, I feel like... I mean, obviously, you know, maybe I can't compare it to everything, but, but Kage-sama Love is War goes deeper than a lot of other stories in its genre, hmm. I think. I, I don't know if I, I'd say that right now with the volume right. I just read. I don't yeah, know if I say yeah. it go, goes quite deeper yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it can get deeper. Yes, I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, you know, Akasaka doesn't keep us waiting for those, like, mind games. You know, the very first chapter, we have the movie ticket uh, battle, and uh, like that, that really sets the tone for you know what the series is going to be at least, for, you know the early stages. Right. I think that's really really well done. Like it 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 shows both you know Kaguya and Miyuki having their battles and seeing you know the thoughts as well as their words going like at the same time and getting both of their perspectives. And then at the end we got Chika. You know she eats <laughs> eats the, the bun that both of them needed to win the argument. <laughs> So it, it really it really uh, just you know gives a good you know, gives the reader a good idea of who these three characters are. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good introduction, and I, I think the whole volume is a great introduction to their their care their characters and their relationships with each other. I think on, on the comedic side, I, there's just a there's a couple of scenes I want to point just mention and. I've already uh, I've already brought up the the bento one, but I I love the line where she's uh, Chica's eating eating the the hamburger, uh, really happy about that, and and then Kaguya's just kind of just 
watching this and she said, Chica, I thought we were friends, but if you were on the verge of death tomorrow, I wouldn't save oh. you. I, yeah. I, oh, oh my God. gosh. Like that is, that is, um, oh, there, there's like a, there's like a, a phrase in English that I, I forgot to write down that it's similar to, uh. but just on another level. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> what is it? Not die in a hole, but like, I can't remember. But anyway, it, it's it, it's just so well written. I, I I love that. Like only she would say it like that. Yeah. Oh oh yes oh yes. It's <laughs> very Kaguya. And 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 the expression she gives too is is the icing on the cake there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good face expressions in this manga. Yeah. Like just in general. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> oh, you're dead to me. Yeah. That's it. You're dead to me. That's ah, oh, that's yes, the oh, yes. phrase. You're dead to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have. I mean, they could have translated like that, but this this is so much better. I, yeah. I, I love oh, yeah. it. <laughs> and then there's one there's one more scene where it's there's another facial. I mean, her facial expressions are just good that whole chapter. But the chapter where they're uh-huh. talking about uh, where to go for you know summer council a student council trip. <laughs> mm. She, um, <laughs> she's thinking like the beach is perfect, and then suddenly. Chica get has the thought. Oh man, my la- last year swimming suit is not gonna fit me. I need to buy a new one. <laughs> yes. And but her face when she's when Chica says that is, I oh. I love that face. I wish I wish the bubble the text bubble wasn't there because that is such a good face. Oh, oh yes. my word, it's so good. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, that, that chapter is probably one of the funniest chapters I, uh, in my opinion. Just because of like the one eighty turn that both Kaguya and Miyuki that's true. Tur- they do, you know, they start. You know, Miyuki wants to go to the mountains, and Kaguya wants to go to the ocean. And by the end of it, they want to like they have the complete opposite uh, wants. On I that. can't believe he forgot he was afraid of bugs. Like, <laughs> well, he 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 forgot that there were a lot of bugs in the mountain. I guess. Well, yeah, not I yeah I I I misspoke. Not not forgot that he was afraid of bugs, but forgot that there were bugs in the mountains. Like, come on, man. <laughs> And, yeah. and, and Kaguya, I mean, I, I can, I can, I feel uh, her. I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Oh, she just, she wants to show off her, like, self, herself in the bathing suit or mm-hmm. swimsuit for, for Miyuki. But then she realizes. Yeah, Kaguya's got the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Not or, Kaguya, or, or, Chika has Chika. the tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. My, my, my cheeks ache because I just smiled too much thinking of this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's pretty basic really at the, at its core, but it's, uh, yeah. I don't know the way, the way the turnaround happens and just, it's so, it's so funny. I agree. I agree. Oh boy. And I, I, I one, one other com- comedy moment I'll, I'll, I'll bring up is uh. the, the love advice where he, where um, Yuki gives mm. love advice is, is right. so great because Kaguya is obviously listening in on the whole on the whole thing, and she's giving her you know, straight man commentary, and that that's just that's hilarious as well. <laughs> yeah. And you know he's just clueless about it all, and then it works. Like of all things, it works. His love yeah. advice actually got him a girlfriend. Like that <laughs> that was pretty great. But uh, I think my favorite part of that was when he starts listing the reasons or the the qualities that Kaguya has and. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that that's a really good, really good moment. But it's it made funny <laughs> by the fact that he's a like, crap. I just noticed her like her because her hair is just kind of hanging out there uh, through the door. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> like that's mid really, mid ramble. That's really it's really cute. 
um, yeah. but also really funny. And that that was also like an important moment, also like in a serious way, because he thought that Kaguya was, uh, you know, mad, mad at him. True. Yeah. Uh, and when she heard that, you know, she like I think she needed to hear that because that I think that helps improve their relationship a bit. For sure. Uh, like in the chapters that came after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really funny, and just the fact that the way Miyuki like goes to, like he goes about that whole scene, and he's like, he he pretends like he has all this knowledge. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, he's such a dork. Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, and he's like interpreting uh, what the girls actually mean. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> love it. That's also so dumb. But apparently, it seems like at least for, I'm not gonna say her name, but. But the, the one of those girls, the one with the the piggy tails, I think it's called, the, her hairstyle, the one who becomes the future relationship advice client. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she does supposedly at least have some kind of feelings for him. Yeah, like, I think, <laughs> I mean, I think there's some truth in what Miyuki was saying about they mean the opposite. Not not entirely, but you know, some mm. especially uh, younger people will. Well, even even adults will tease the people that they like, um, mm. it, you know, it, not all the time. Don't think if a, if a group of people is bullying you, don't think it's because they <laughs> like you. Yeah, yeah. Don't think that. Don't get the wrong idea. Don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> but sometimes, at least in at least in high, I remember in high school or more well, actually more like in middle school, you know, yeah. people would tease each other because they they liked each other. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Anyway. <laughs> It's 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 a very comedic way of going about it, and mm. and obviously Kagi is like, you got to be kidding me or the, that's not what's happening, <laughs> or, yeah. or isn't that a bit optimistic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Her comments there are are gold. Yeah. And a- another thing that always makes me laugh is uh you know when a character thinks a certain way, but they say like the opposite thing. And, you know, often it's like, you know, when, you know, the, the strong contrast in what Kaguya or Miyuki say compared to what they feel. Uh, I think that that's usually really funny. And, you know, most of the time it's it's conveyed by, uh, you know, just, you know, seeing their thoughts at the same time as we hear their words sort of. Uh, but sometimes it's conveyed through the narrator having to explain that you know, the statement this character just said yeah is uh is a lie or, or 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 in other ways kind of just having to explain what's going on in the situation uh, i think it's really funny when the narrator has to come in to do that <laughs> uh, i think when miyuki is uh sleeping or he's pretending to sleep and and kaguya like at the beginning of that chapter it looks like kaguya just you know goes out to him and just sweetly just kind of checks if if he's sleeping but then the narrator you know comes in and says oh this is not what it looks like kaguya is actually you know, checking what kind of state of sleep he is in so that she could maybe trick him into confessing his love. Like, the way the way he comes in is always really, really funny. Yeah, I think Akasaka uses the narrator very well in, in, a, in a kind of unique way for a rom-com. I mean, you'll have, mm. you'll have moments where a text box or a, a narrator will come in from time to time, but in, in some other uh, manga. But in this one, mm. it... The narrator kind of, this may sound redundant, but the storyteller or 
the yeah. or 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 even or even the tactician or the 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 professor who is who is explaining a a moment in history and he's like you know so this <laughs> during World War Two or during the Kag- Kaguya Sama Lovers War part you know. <laughs> Yeah, is explain, explaining it to the audience how what's really going on, and I I I really appreciate that uh, that commentary. Um, I th- I I think instead of just being there, it it adds a, a little bit more to the comedy and the and the structure of the the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another comedic thing I'll I'll bring. Oh, this will be the last one for me. All right. Is uh-huh. in chapter ten. <laughs> Just the just the first page, battle ten, where you see, you see Miyuki's dream, and I was like, "Holy crap! Like, what is this?" I yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting that. Uh, so he basically has a harem with <laughs> with the the three main girls, I guess. I don't. I I guess exactly. Hayasaka. I don't know why she's there. But... Yeah, she's yeah. Up until that point, she's barely been in the story, but yeah. Uh, that that is really funny because just like looking at that picture, I mean, obviously it's not what he desires. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I guess you know, dreams can be things, you know, that you don't, that, you know, that you wouldn't do. I've had dreams where I killed people. Oh which, my! You know, I would never do. I would never do in real life. No. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was a that was a nightmare, by the way. Um, just to make sure it wasn't a pleasant dream. Um. Okay. Uh. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, about about that. Ab- <laughs> I'm sorry about that. About that image. Um, it it makes it it like just just that image alone gives this manga kind of a like very much like a harem yeah, manga yeah, 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 vibe, yeah. which it really isn't. No. Um, you know, sure, the first volume only has one male protagonist, and the rest of the characters are female, other than the the guy who comes in for love advice. But you know. So I guess in that regard, it could be perceived as, as a harm of sorts, but really it's not. Like, Kaguya and Miyuki only have eyes for each other, and there's really no one else in competition there. Yes, I, I don't, yeah. So I, I guess that's why I'll bring this up, or just mention it, because it's funny, but it's also like, it was also kind of confusing, like, what in the world? Like, what? Right, yeah, exactly. But I, I, I guess it's just a funny chapter start, I mean... Yeah, it's yeah. just a little Easter egg, sort of, or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, little, little. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, moving into the last bit of the discussion, the romance. I guess uh, maybe not as much romance as there is comedy in this uh, first volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess with romance, we can talk about other, like just kind of, I guess, emotional things in general, potentially. Uh, if there's anything we feel like lifting up one thing i wanted to talk about related to this when kashiwagi's boyfriend or well before he becomes her boyfriend comes into the student council to get love advice from miyuki uh obviously we've already talked about it it's a human really really like hilarious scene but also you know i think it's the narrator that makes it clear in this in this scene that uh miyuki is a virgin he (laughs) has never been in a relationship even like nothing like that uh, he's like he has zero experience with relationships, but obviously you know as we have also said, Miyuki's really kind of self-conscious and insecure mm-hmm. as a person. Um, so he, you know, he I think he 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 goes under the assumption that okay, most other people my age have experienced all these things, and he's just trying to 
blend in, kind of fit in by pretending that he he also he's also been in multiple relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's where I'm gonna say, yeah, this is something I can relate to absolutely. Uh, like when I was when I was Miyuki's age, I I had I didn't I didn't have any relationship experience either, uh, but I also had that kind of insecurity about it. You know, uh, I had this feeling like oh, most people are, you know, most people are probably do have that kind of experience um but you know being older now thinking back you know i don't think most people probably didn't at least have sexual experience sure relationships in general but you know i think you know there's a lot of virgins but miyuki kind of feels like oh he's like one of the few i don't think that's true but it's definitely also like a sort of a worry quote-unquote that i also had back when i was around that age yeah, I didn't. I didn't worry about. Um, it's just my my back my my personal background. I didn't worry about mm. virginity per se. Just just relationship in general. And I, you know, I'll, mm. I'll be I'll be honest. This is real talk. I've never I've never been in a relationship. So it's. I mean, I've been on some dates, but they never go anywhere. You know. So so in that case, like I can, I can sympathize with them, I suppose, because I you know I don't think I've been asked. To be honest, I don't think I've ever been asked for uh, love advice, and I don't think most people would see me and be like, "Oh yeah, he's got a lot of love experience." Um, I don't, I don't think that. But I still feel like you know I I'm behind everyone else who who has like these experience in love, where I don't really. So I I can, yeah, I can I can relate to that in in that sense, but. I think it shows his innocence and kind of makes this yeah. romance um, that much more special, per se. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And I think it's safe to assume Kaguya has zero experience as well. Oh, oh yeah. I like, mean, it's sure. not stated outright in this volume, but just based on the hints we get, you know, she has an extremely sheltered upbringing and just her naivety when it comes to all of these things. I think it's very safe to assume she is in the same boat as Miyuki. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever been in one serious relationship, really. Uh, I I'm not like I don't have a lot going on either. <laughs> been <laughs> been uh been single for uh quite quite a couple of years now. But anyway, don't worry, I got my anime figures to keep me company. It's okay. Yes, I mean, I do, I do too. They they're right there on the shelf, looking at me. Beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, what else do we got? Oh yeah. Kagan Miyuki play twenty questions, or well, it becomes ten questions. That was that was a good moment. That's one of those moments where I was talking about earlier. There's a few moments where it feels like they're they're so close to confessing, and that that that's definitely one of those. And it's just like Akasaka has this way of um, you know making these f- like really hilarious moments also super exciting and like thrilling. Mm-hmm. I'm like on the edge of my seat reading these like comedic scenes. And I think it is exciting just, you know, because of the fact that they're so close to, you know, maybe doing something. And it makes me, it makes me root for them so much because I know, like, I'm rooting for them to co- to confess their love for each other because I know if they did, they'd be, they'd be so happy together, you know. And that's all I want for these characters because mm-hmm. I care for them so much. But and then ultimately, obviously, it's, you know, obviously it's just a tease. It's too early for... For a confession at this point yeah uh, it's just the first volume yeah <laughs> but yeah i i really really enjoy those those types of moments 
Yeah, that that was a really good moment, and the fact that it was a fake out, too, at the yeah. end, you know, I was like, oh, that's that's clever. I'm so, I'm also really glad that Miyuki <laughs> caught on to it. Like, yeah. I wanted, to, I want them to confess too, and I don't mm. know. I actually, that's a okay. Let me put throw out this question. Uh-huh. Who do you want to confess first? Ooh, that which, is a good. Which question. team are you on? Mm. Team Kaguya or Team Miyuki? <laughs> I would probably want, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I would prefer for Kaguya to confess first. Oh, okay. Because, because she's already so high and mighty, kind of. Mm -hmm. True. And so I think if she, if she would be the one to confess first, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. then maybe the power dynamic would be more equal. Mm. If, like, assuming the rules are as, as, as they're explained in the on the first page um then then i'm gonna have to go with kaguya how about you so that so that makes you team miyuki then I, right i guess because so you want miyuki to win i guess right yeah yeah let's say that yeah. um <laughs> okay oh gosh it's hard i mean the, the cop-out answer is i want them to confess at the same time ha huh? uh, <laughs> yeah that, well that, that's kind of that's kind of messy because what would they be talking over each other i don't think so um, I guess they could send a text at the same time. But that's lame. Come on. Um, I. Okay. Oh, this is this is really hard. I, I asked a question. I don't even know. Um, I think. I think I want. As much as I would love, Kaguya to. Come to yeah, come to grips and and humble herself to humble herself to confess hmm. i wonder i i wonder if the only way it's going to happen is me if miyuki does it i don't know hmm. but i guess that's different than <laughs> saying which one i want you know what i i'm i'm just gonna i'll take the uh opposite side i'll just for the to make it interesting i'll say <laughs> i'm on i'm on team kaguya and i want miyuki to confess first just because one i i I guess I, I agree that they have a great re- relationship, but I wouldn't mind Miyuki taking the lead there. But I do, but I do see uh, your side of the view, uh, your side, your point of view as well. So I mean, who knows? By the by, the more we go, I I may I might switch over to your side. But for now, I'm on mm. Team Kaguya. Nice. So it, listening, if you guys are listening, um, well, if you're. <laughs> If you guys are listening, of course you're listening. Uh, if you have a <laughs> if you team, <laughs> if you hear this, if you have a team, let us know in the comments. You know. Yes. Team Miyuki, Team Kaguya. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get a fra- uh, a war going on. A faction. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, if you can help it, please no spoilers in the comments. Oh yeah. Would m- oh. Very very would very much appreciate that if anyone's read ahead. That's probably a good thing to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely keep this up. Uh, for as we're reading, especially for you, uh, to see if you if you change sides over the course of the volumes or mm. the first couple of volumes here, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Go- going back to that that uh, scene, the ten questions scene. No, I, mm. I thought I thought it was yeah, it was so close for them to having confession, and uh, it, it was probably my one of my favorite moments of Kaguya's cute face. But then it's just like a, you know, it's a fake out because it's not. You know, obviously she was trying to confuse him, or or, te- mm. or lure lull him into this in, into the trap. Um, oh, yeah. so so cunning, so devious. 
but I love yeah. it. it it's, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's, it's still kind of endearing because it's devious, but it's not, it's not really, not really harmful, you know, like there, right. it, it's, it's a tad manipulative, you know, using that, the kind of making that kind of faces, but uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just all in fun. And so and yeah. in that sense, it makes it um, endearing as well. And then the other big romance moment for me was not, not so much the sleeping one. I think, I mean, that was, that was good. Like she was almost begun to about to confess and then she could just like, boom, I'm here. <laughs> like that, yeah. that, that was close, but, Mm. I I think the better the better romance one was one that we mentioned earlier the the love advice from Miyuki where he he oh, yeah. he, he kind of starts listing listing Kaguya's uh, qualities that he likes after, after and then you know changes course after he sees sees her but you know that w- that was a big moment for her to hear what he being Miyuki thought of Kaguya her yeah. so you know I think that kind of in in the chapter it, the narrator says that Miyuki loses the battle because he was basically wrong in in interpreting Kaguya's feelings at that point. But I don't know. Oh, yeah. To me, I I felt like <laughs> I felt like Miyuki kind of um, scored a good punch there. I think that's like the one mm. time I'm like I I don't agree. I think I think Miyuki won that to be honest because he that he didn't confess anything, but he he kind of made Kaguya fall more in love with him does that make sense or like right and or at, at the very least he cleared up an, a, a misunderstanding yeah in, in that in that situation although to be fair it was just a misunderstanding in his own mind whereas yeah kaguya there was there was, she was oblivious to the whole thing so to her it was just yeah so i guess <laughs> to her it was just him saying good qualities and then she happened she happened to hear hear it um so i mm. guess i could see the narrator's point of view but i don't know anyway it was a good it was it was a good romance moment i guess we we, we shouldn't argue with the with the the judge no 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 <laughs> I, yeah. I mean no i i, I although i do it. agree like the narrator the narrator does have some weird ways of determining the winner sometimes <laughs> right right exactly uh i agree with that yeah so i for me that was that one and then the 10 questions were the biggest romantic well what one more I'll bring up is the yeah. when Kaguya gets out of the car for to go down the movie date. I I hadn't mm. seen that in the in the anime apparently. Like that's not in the anime, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still, when I read it, I felt like I had already seen it for some reason. I don't know why, but at the same mm. time, it, it really added to their relationship that whole movie scene. But also, when she gets yeah. out of the car and how like protective and not protective, but like planned out the whole thing is and. And that she just happens to meet Miyuki there. Uh, yeah. To me, while well, I mean, while it was extreme, it was still kind of a uh, an oddly romantic moment. Uh, it just just romantic in the sense that you see that she really wants, she really wanted to accidentally meet him there. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I think it's a shame they didn't adapt that chapter in the anime I agree. because. They they do have the you know the first chapter where they're battling over the movie tickets is there, but when they actually go to the movie theater that that, that that's not in the anime for some reason, because th- those those chapters obviously flow very well into each other. Mm-hmm. But oh well, <laughs> at least you know we have the manga, so we can still experience it through that. Yeah. Uh, and that said, though, I think the anime is amazing. I I love the anime, uh, but sometimes you know it takes things a little bit out of order or skips things. 
but it, it's still it's still good. And obviously, I, I just want to mention we've been talking about the narrator in the anime. The narrator is so good, amazing. Yeah, it's it, like he he just makes it so so much fun. <laughs> just the way he delivers the lines. Well, I mean, every voice actor really does an amazing job. Yeah, I can I do, can I just gush over I I I know everyone yes. loves. Chica's voice actress. I mean, I she's very cute when she oh, does. Yeah. But I love mm-hmm. Kaguya's voice actress a lot. She's amazing. Like, oh uh, my god! Like some the, some of her the 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 line deliveries, even if they're just like the smallest ones, are so. I, mm. I won't say it because it's. I think it's in later volume. But there's just mm. one one liner that she says that is just so good in the way she says it. Uh, oh well, yeah. you know, take the part where she says, you know, if if you're on the verge of death, I, I wouldn't save you. Um, yeah. she said she delivers that line incredibly well um, so anyway yeah. so yeah she, she has such good range like mm. that voice actress yeah like she can do these really dark kind of disturbing lines deliver them with such like you really feel how awful that is really uh, then at the same time she can also do these like really like kind of like happy go lucky kind of things mm-hmm. like giddy yeah like it, it it's really 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 cool like it, it's it's almost like you don't recognize the voice, but obviously you can, obviously you, you know it's the same person, but like it's, it's such, like she can deliver such different tones. Mm. And I think obviously that, that, that's uh, crucial for the character of Kaguya. Uh, so I think she's a perfect, perfect uh, cast for that. Yep. I agree. My last little thing I wanted to mention briefly uh, on the romance side of things is, uh, I guess just the, the way I can relate to Kaguya and Miyuki's, pride i guess obviously they are exaggerations um i'm also awful at or at least throughout my life i have on multiple occasions been awful at admitting or confessing to crushes that i've had uh and i can so relate to to that because i I think it's it's also in my case it's been a bit to a degree at least about like some sense of pride like it's like Mm. if if i'm turned down it's, it's, it would be as if my pride would just be diminished to nothing. I, I've kind of had that mentality about it um, throughout most of my life. Yeah. Uh, especially especially when I was uh, younger, but, you know, probably still to a degree. So, and obviously that's the whole kind of premise of the, you know, the early part of the manga here. Is it, so, I, I mean, I, I, I've felt the same way in my life, but is that is that really the the worry for them is that they'll get turned down or is it just no if you no, if well, you it's not. confess then you're considered the the, the loser then you know the 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 per, you know the person who is confessed mm. to is the one who controls the relationship or whatever right yeah obviously it's different but it's still it's still based in pride yeah you know yeah. Uh, but, but i i mean you're right it's 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 a different it's, it's for a different reason but it's still yeah it's a pride pride thing which may, maybe that's what he's going for is you know, instead of taking the whole afraid of rejection there, you know, it, it, with pride, like he's taking the afraid uh-huh. of being the loser kind of. Right. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. I, it's a fresh take in that regard, because I feel like the fear of rejection is is the more obvious route, mm-hmm. I guess, that or, that an author would 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 take. Uh, so I guess that, that that's one thing that makes this manga a bit more unique. Um, yeah. And also, when you talk, like, mangas and animes that, you know, there's a lot of manga and anime that have, like, these 3D chess level mind games, sort of. 
but I don't think any of them are a romantic comedy like this one. <laughs> like usually they're like Death Note and like those types of genres. Yeah, or or it's just a it's just a even even those ones where it's it's just kind of a game like they play a game and mm. it's funny. Like those are oh, more, oh yeah, those are more like slice of lives. So it, 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 it's it's more focused on comedy. You don't really have like a mind mind game romance. You, right. At least, you don't really have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I've never seen anything like like Kaguya-sama in in that regard, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's very unique and very very fun. I mean, Akasaka does it so so well. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's most of what we had to say. I I'm ready to read volume two. Like, let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm very excited to talk, to talk about it with you. So again, uh, James is going to be reading these volumes as we make our discussions. So he will never know. Well, he, he's seen the, the anime, as he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's going to be reading the volumes. When we get past volume 5, he won't know anything. When we get past volume 16 or 15. Well, I, I've read volume 16. So when we get past... Well, when we get to, to that, I also won't know anything. So... And I, I can't wait for that, first of all. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it's a little bit painful, you know, holding on to some information that it just can't talk about. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I would never, I would never, because I, I despise spoilers. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun uh, during uh, doing this discussion. Yeah, I mean, I did too. I, I'm always surprised how much we can talk about. Um, when it comes to these, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I have a lot. I always have a lot to say, and I don't know. It, I've I've struggled to decide whether that's a good quality to have or something I need to improve on. But uh, you know, like like with the Attack on Titan chapters, where we go for you know a couple, almost a couple hours. Uh, you know, this is fun. Yeah. This, this is good. Like uh-huh. uh, for one volume full. What was it? Eight chapters. 10 chapters. Oh, 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Brought, brought a lot of uh, good, fun discussion. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun, too. And obviously, we covered more because usually when we do what James and I usually do is the Attack on Titan podcast where we talk about a chapter, which is about a fourth the length of this volume that we talked about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we covered more pages than we usually do in, a, in an episode. But yeah, I think I think this is a good way to go, like kind of go volume by volume. And that way, if we do... If we do three uh, episodes a month, maybe not this month, but after that, we will eventually catch up at some point next year. And yeah. oh boy, I can't wait for that because I, I want to uh, be unspoiled. I want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm very excited for that. Should be good. And uh, oh yeah, and and anyone uh, who's been listening to this, first of all, I don't know why you listened if you didn't read this volume. Uh, but if you did, read the volume. Yeah. And and anyone, if there's anyone who who literally only has read this volume, or anyone who hasn't read them at all, why not read them along with us? We're gonna cover one or two more episodes this month, and mm-hmm. then about three episodes on the the other months following that. So, if you want to follow along, kind of read along, read read the volumes kind of at the same pace as we do. Uh, you know that that could be fun and comment if you have have any thoughts about any of the topics we've, we've talked about. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find James on Nintensity on YouTube, where he covers different Nintendo-related topics, uh, video discussions on on fun games, and he has a Waifu Royale series that I've very much been enjoying. And you can follow me on uh, YouTube and SoundCloud as Leon Morris. I 
compose music, uh, different types of tunes. I made the intro after music for this podcast. I actually made a new one right now. I've I've been recording it today, so Ooh. I have a big fat blister on my index finger from playing guitar too hard. <laughs> because so my my band is kind of on a hiatus right now because of the pandemic. Mm. So I haven't been playing guitar as much lately. So today when I recorded the guitar for this music that I did for this podcast, I guess my finger wasn't prepared for it, so I got a really big annoying blister on my index finger. <laughs> uh, so it's been really annoying to like use the keyboard and like the mouse and like clicking in general. But anyway, Side notes aside, later this month we're going to come out uh, with another discussion about the second volume of Kaguya-sama Love is War. Please join us for that. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.